Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be personal responsibility and accountability. At the end of the day, the buck stops with you when it comes to success, achieving the things you want in life, and creating the life and lifestyle that you've always dreamed of. Well, I've got an email here from a guy who's been married for 14 years, and his wife has been nice enough to cheat on him on three separate occasions. He's shown her the door on all three times, but she always comes back. And so presently, they're broken up once again, and she's dating some other dude, and in essence, telling him what the terms and conditions are to where she'll want to marry him again and have kids and live happily ever after, supposedly. So I got a quote that I wrote in this particular topic and I'm going to go through this guy's email and see what the root cause is of why he's seeing these behaviors because he's, he's asking the question is he's moved on, he's dating but he's also, should I really leave the door open for her? Is this a good idea? And what I like about this email is really it boils down to knowing your outcome, what you want, and accepting personal responsibility for what you want, for your outcomes, and holding yourself accountable to that. And part of where this guy is falling down is he's really not holding himself accountable. And so when you think about it, when you look at the divorce rate, which is 60%, little little more than 60% at this point, what you're seeing is Way too many people are choosing to get married that really should just be breaking up or going their separate ways. And because everyone is – because you see it all the time. You see it in the movies. You see it in TV. Even people that you know. When are you going to get married? When are you going to live happily ever after? Everybody's trying to live happily ever after with that one perfect person. But statistically, that is just not realistic for the overwhelming majority of people to be with one person their entire lives, especially with life expectancy growing to what it is and all these new scientific advancements that are coming online in the next few years where you literally have the potential, people that are born today literally live hundreds of years. So you think about that and the ramifications of that when historically, really just until a few hundred years ago, the average life expectancy was 30, 35. If you live to be that age, I mean – that was pretty old. Hopefully you get married when you're a teenager, you start having kids and hopefully by the time you're, you pass away, your kids are adults and you can see them starting families of their own. Well today when you consider that the average life expectancy of most countries is depending on where you're at, 70s to mid 80s type of range and then you look at all these new scientific advancements, it's like what are you going to do with your life? What, what are you going to do when you can be healthy? You can be youthful and vibrant. You can literally live in many different countries throughout your life and have many different types of career experiences or or business experiences and really get to see the world. But in order for that to be possible, you have to take personal responsibility because there's so many people in the world, especially a lot of politicians that are always trying to tell everybody, hey, the reason you can't get to where you want to be is because the game is rigged and you're getting screwed over and therefore you need somebody like me to intervene on your behalf and solve all your problems for you. 
Now, it'd be nice if somebody would take care of all of our problems and deliver everything that we want to us with very little to no effort at all, but that is just not how it works. When you study successful people and you become successful yourself, it's a lot of hard work, it's a lot of determination, and it usually takes many decades to become really great in many areas of your life where you can arrive to a place in your life where you really feel like all those things you dreamed about when you were younger now you're getting to manifest those things and live those circumstances. But the average person, it's like unless they achieve the success they want in a matter of days, weeks, or maybe months at the most, they're looking for the easy way out. They're looking for the quick fix. And when it doesn't come, they're looking to settle. And just so many people do that. So I got a quote that I wrote on this particular topic and I'm going to go through this guy's email. And so the quote says, creating the life and lifestyle you want and really deserve is a result of aligning yourself internally and externally with your, mo with your most desired outcomes. This means that you must not tolerate the presence of or invite anyone into your life that is not congruent or in harmony with your outcomes. When you do, you're vibrationally aligning with the opposite of your desires. A person's actions are reflective of their true intentions. Personal responsibility and accountability means that you accept sole responsibility for everyone and everything that shows up in your life as a direct result of your thoughts, words, and deeds. When you refuse to blame others or things that are out of your control for your life circumstances, only then will you be able to take total control of and shape your destiny effectively. It boils down to you being where you want in life depends upon the person that you see in the mirror every day and acting in a way that is consistent with that. So when I was coming up, when I was going through the email, I was working up a quote for this particular video. It reminded me of like what I started noticing in my early 20s that a lot of my high school buddies, especially a lot of them that were graduating, they were coming back, they were getting bullshit jobs, they were getting into mediocre type relationships, guys that had worked out when we were in high school and in college, stopped working out, started gaining weight and started making jokes about the shitty job that they had or the shitty career that they were going into or the fact that they weren't making very much money and unfortunately they wouldn't do a lot about their circumstances or their situation to help themselves and for me when I was striving to achieve the things that I wanted I mean if you think about it say you're, you want to become a successful entrepreneur and you're trying to build a business you're trying to build a successful career but yet you're surrounded by people who either aren't entrepreneurs and growing businesses of their own or aren't really pursuing a career that you're they're that you're passionate about or they're passionate about, it's like a boat anchor. They're going to hold you back because their model of the world, their worldview is consistent with how they act. And people, in order to feel good about their own choices, try to get everybody around them to conform to that worldview. And if you're striving for something more and you got people that are stuck in place and making excuses for themselves, they're not the most effective people to have in your inner circle to help you get to where you want to be. And I started noticing that is that as I became more successful, I met other people 
who were also successful and I started spending more time with those kinds of people and less time for the people that were constantly making excuses for why their life was not moving in a direction that was really appealing to them. And I, I just realized that you know, because when I got into self-help, really started studying it in earnest, I was a teenager. And you study these things for a few years and you start to see results and it's like you don't want to go back to the way it is. And you especially start to see in society how most people settle. It's like everything in their life is vanilla, if you will. Not, I mean I love the flavor of vanilla but when it's everything's the same and it's just average, it's like eating the same meal every single day. Just imagine pick one meal and that's the only meal that you're going to eat for the rest of your life for every single meal that you eat. After a while, that's going to get pretty boring, pretty bland and not very compelling. So with that in mind, let's go through his email and see where he's going wrong. He says, hey, Corey, thank you, coach, for your great work. I'm on my fourth time reading the book and I must say I'm still confused with my long-term relationship. If I start doing more feminine things, cleaning, laundry, cooking, vacuuming, etc., does that diminish her attraction level? Well, quite frankly, I like doing laundry. My, when I was growing up, my parents had a coin laundry business where they did wash, dry, fill, drop-off. And when I was in middle school and the first couple of years of high school, every Saturday and all summer long, I'd be working with my parents, washing people's clothes, doing towels from hotels, doing sheets from hotels because they had some, some of the bigger commercial accounts. And so I, I developed a habit of being good at washing clothes and it's like when I think about it, it's like all the women that I've had relationships with through my life, it's one of the things that I've pretty much always done is, is laundry. Sometimes I enjoy cooking. Sometimes I enjoy vacuuming. I, I, I like having a, a clean place. It's something that's important to me. So there's nothing wrong with that. But what can be difficult is if you're like a neat freak and you like things really clean and you're dating somebody who's sloppy or you're a go-getter and you're a high achiever and you're dating somebody that may like what they're doing but they can't keep a job or they're terrible with money. They, they're literally always living paycheck to paycheck. Like one of the things that I noticed like when I was with my ex-wife is that you know she came from a very wealthy family and she was used to having everything paid for. And so even though she had a job and was earning decent money for it, she literally spent every paycheck of hers literally before she got the check. So she wasn't con contributing a lot to paying the bills which was frustrating for me and we had numerous conversations about that and then it never really went anywhere because she had been conditioned from the time she was a little girl that went because her parents gave her money and so for her, from her perspective, people around her, her family always gave her money and when she had her own money, she spent it. And those kinds of things can be very frustrating when your goals and your values are not aligned. So it's so important, what is my outcome? What do I want for my relationship life? What do I want for my career? What do I want for my business? What do I want for my body? What do I want for the kinds of friendships that I have? What do I want for my social life, my social circle? Who are the kinds of people that I want to be hanging out with? What kinds of things do I want to be achieving? Because when you focus on your outcomes, and you know your goals, you know your valuable, your values, you know your principles, what's most important to you, then you have a baseline that you can match. It's like if you look at any large company, they have a vision and a mission statement for the company and they have a set of core values and goals that 
all all the really great companies the employees know what those are and you you have to have that same kind of understanding of yourself and what you want otherwise you're just kind of taking whatever shows up and going along with things so he said so back to what he was talking about cuz he thinks laundry cooking vacuuming diminishes her attraction level well you're not when you're doing those things to please her or because you think she's going to like that that's the wrong reason to do it but if you do it like I do those kinds of things cuz I enjoy cooking from time to time I enjoy grilling out I enjoy vacuuming even though I have a housekeeper I sometimes might vacuum if the house gets dirty or whatever in between cleanings I enjoy doing laundry. I like having clean stuff. I like having clean towels. I, I, I personally enjoy doing those kinds of things. And I do it for me. I do it because I enjoy it. Not because I'm trying to get something from that. Remember, relationships, you go there to give. He says, I tend to do that with all my exes. I married a bipolar woman and was with her for 14 years. She cheated at least three times that I know of. Well, like Gerald Salente of the Trends Research Institute says, current events form future trends. If she's cheated in the past, if she continues to cheat, there's a pretty good chance she's always going to be that way. Now, why is that? Because loyalty doesn't mean anything. A commitment doesn't mean anything to her. If she's not happy, it doesn't matter. She's going to go out and cheat and do her own thing. And a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that either A, they can change that person or B, that things would just get better with time. It's like when my mother became mentally ill when she had a nervous breakdown and she you know, she flipped out. She, she was a psychotic schizophrenic. It's like my dad just ignored it. Like it wasn't happening. When she took herself off her medication, it's like he just sat there drinking his beer and watching TV like it wasn't happening. And yet she's getting more and more loopy and talking about things that are more and more crazy until eventually – you know, the police, he's getting the police to come, show up, handcuff her, hogtie her because she's kicking and screaming and put her in the back of a squad car and everybody in the neighborhood's watching this. Take her to a mental institution. She gets Baker Act. It gets put in, gets put on medication, comes back to reality, but then there's no follow-up. There's no kind of therapy. It's like the doctor's like, hey, here's some pills. Now get the fuck out of my office. And because my dad wasn't involved, it's like he just wanted to check out and act like it wasn't happening. Nothing really got better. He didn't do anything to make things happen. And when you're a kid and you're watching, it's like, what do you know? Dad's supposed to be the leader of the household. He's supposed to take care of those things. But if he's checking out and not doing anything with it, it's nothing gets better. Again, human beings tend to want to be able to, to not take responsibility because often when you take responsibility for things, it admits that your mistakes. Admit you have to admit that where you're fucking up. If something is unpleasant in your life that doesn't feel good, or that you don't know how to deal with, a lot of people tend to check out through watching TV, or doing drugs, or drinking, or eating excessively, or exercising excessively, or getting addicted to sex. Whatever it happens to be, because what you resist will persist. And at the end of the day. You know, my dad ignored reality about what was going on with my mother and her illness, but he couldn't ignore the consequences of ignoring reality because <clears throat> eventually when she went off her medication, she flipped out. She went crazy. 
And then he, it was expensive to put her in a mental hospital and because the follow-up care was expensive, they never wanted to do it and with psychotic schizophrenics, which is different than people who are depressed. People who are depressed are like, hey, I'm depressed. Give me the pill. I realize I need help. But psychotic schizophrenics, they think there's nothing wrong with them. They think everybody else is the crazy one. So they spit their pills out and they do crazy you know, things like that and it's just – and it's just a, a vicious cycle. And the laws have since changed since that time. You can't just pick up the phone and call and say, hey, you know, my my spouse or my son or my daughter or my grandfather or my uncle or, or my grandmother or my mother is flipping, it's flipped out. You know, they come and say, wow, this person's crazy. But unless they're a danger to themselves or anybody else in a 48-hour period, there's nothing they could do. They could sit in white feces all over the walls and it's like, hey – yeah, they're crazy, but they're not a danger to anybody. Yeah, it's unsanitary, but hey. It's just the way – unfortunately, it's the way things are. And you look at like a lot of these mass shootings and stuff like that and you get people that are tremendously mentally ill and the families are crying out and there's just nothing there. There's no safety net. There's no, no resources to help these people. And then when something happens, you get idiots that have an agenda. A lot of people are just completely ignorant about things like, oh, let's go ban – Let's ban the guns. Let's enact gun laws. Let's close loopholes even though there are no fucking loopholes in gun laws. Since 1938, anybody that sells a firearm has to be licensed to do so. And anybody you sell a firearm to, you have to do a background check through the FBI. That's the fucking law. So when you hear a politician talk about those things, they either A, have an, a dishonest agenda or B, they're completely stupid, ignorant and fucking incompetent. That's the reality and yet nothing gets done to help the people that in most cases, even though there are programs where law enforcement has realized after the Columbine shooting, hey, you know what? There are data patterns, there are data points that we can look at where people are in essence crying for help that commit these things and we can spot them. I mean, the statistics are it's like a hundred and something mass shootings have been prevented over the last 18, 20 years since Columbine. So instead of spending all this money and all these resources and everybody arguing back and forth over constitutionality of gun rights and gun laws and this and that, you got people that want to confiscate guns and take them all away because they believe nobody should have them. And you got other people who are just stupid and ignorant and they just follow and you know, because most people remember sixty percent of people have a herd mentality and they just go along with what everybody else does or their favorite politician or pundit has told them the way to go. And so we argue and we spend all this money and we don't solve the fucking problem and then it keeps happening. Everybody's like, oh, I can't believe it keeps happening. And they talk about loopholes and changing the law and the people that uh, that are really behind a lot of the laws, they just – they don't believe that people should have the right to keep and bear arms. But yet when the cops are 30 minutes away and you're a little old lady – and you got you know three big muscular people that are tr kicking the door down. Well, you're going to get raped and murdered if you're not armed. That's just the way it is. But if you're armed, it levels the fucking playing field. Because grandma with a 357 Magnum, that, that's again that's another reason why it was built into the Constitution. But it's like you you see people in society that just they have no fucking clue what's going on they just oh so and so said it so it must be legitimate okay this is what i believe and they argue talking points and there's no data no understanding of the law or anything behind it it's just mass fucking ignorance it's unbelievable so anyways he continues on after all of them i showed her the door and she came back 
all three times, unfortunately with the same end result. She is now with yet another guy who does exactly what I did. He cooks, he cleans, etc. Except he's got a more successful career. She's told me, if you stop working nights, I'll come back. I'll marry you again and we can have two kids together. Well, that sounds swell. Until you decide to cheat again, of course. That is just absurd. Stop working nights? Well, it's not so much about working nights, but it's about working towards something that you're passionate about, that you believe in, that you love. But at the end of the day, your wife here, your ex-wife, he doesn't say whether they're still married or not. Loyalty doesn't mean anything. A commitment doesn't mean anything. She's a fuck buddy. She's a friends with benefits. And that's it. Sex playmate. She's not relationship material. And yet that's you know, part of what I was talking about in the quote. You've got to be able to see that situation for what it is. 14 years, three affairs. People don't change who they are. They may become a better version. Someone like this might not cheat as much as they get older. But the bottom line is they're still disloyal. They're still dishonest. And they're still a fucking cheater. It's like if you've got a business partner that's a fucking scoundrel and they're always trying to come up with ways to cheat you out of a certain amount of revenue or income in your business. That's the way they are. And getting pissed off and being in business with them for 10, 15, 20 years and expecting that they're going to change or that they're going to mellow out, it's just unrealistic and you're going to suffer because you want reality to be other than this. We slept together a few times. Supposedly, she's told me we meshed together like nobody she's ever been with. I'm the love of her life. I'm her rock. She can't stand to be with him, but yet she, she still is and she's still fucking him. Sometimes gets irritated when he touches her and she's having a hard time falling for him. It's not your problem, dude. She made her fucking choice. She made her bed. Now she's got to lie in it. That's in her words, but as you say, her words aren't congruent with her actions. So I finally decided to end it. I made the arrangements with the kids, walked away, and I haven't looked back. So far, so good. So I have a quote that I'm going to read, and this is out of Tony Robbins' book, Unlimited Power, pages 75 to 76. It's probably been six months to a year since I went over this quote in a video. And it's so powerful because it totally applies to what we're talking about today, about taking personal responsibility for your situation and fucking doing something about it to help yourself. Because that's the only way things are going to change. It's the only way you're going to get from where you are to where you want to be. And the quote says, Achievers tend to believe that no matter what happens, whether it's good or bad, they created it. If they didn't cause it by their physical actions, maybe they did it by the level and tenor of their thoughts. If you don't believe that you're creating your world, whether it be your successes or your failures, then you're at the mercy of circumstances. Things just happen to you. You're an object, not a subject. Again, that was from Tony Robbins' book, Unlimited Power, pages 75 to 76. It's really, that's a really powerful quote. But the average person doesn't accept that. Because then if they accept that, then everything in their life is their problem, their responsibility. And if things don't get better, it means they're not doing enough to either help themselves or maybe they're just not being patient enough. And remember, with our society, with just constantly brainwashing of instant gratification, you've got to have the solution right now. And you can't find a solution right away. Most people give up and they settle for mediocrity because they think it's just not in the cards. And the reality is they've just got a shitty strategy. 
uh, a very successful strategic planner once taught me, there's no such thing as a bad idea, only bad plans. So he continues on, it's been six weeks of no contact and it hurts like hell. I do miss her sometimes. Well, that's understandable. I mean, 14 years together, it's a long time. But I learned in the past and I also wasn't congruent with my words and I always stuck around being her male girlfriend. So this, when you do that, you're enabling her behavior. You're saying, please, thank you, may I have another. You're literally asking and begging her to do it because you put up with it. There's no consequences for her. And if you have an open relationship, it really doesn't matter if she comes and goes like that because that means you're able to date and sleep around as well. And once you accept the fact that she's a liar, she's a cheater, she's going to sleep around and that's the way it is, then you can decide if she reaches out and wants to hang out, then you can hang out and have fun and hook up. But if your outcome is you want a relationship and you want somebody that you can trust and who will be loyal, she's not it. That's the reality. You have to accept that. You have to accept that that's the way she is. This, this is the first time in 14 years I closed all communication in regards to us. Would you still keep the door open? The only reason I would continue to hook up with someone like her is if I wanted an open relationship, if you weren't looking to be exclusive. But if you want somebody that you can trust and who will be loyal and you can have a family with, well, it's a teammate, that's just she's the wrong person. And it's like buying a really nice car and being pissed off that it won't take you to the moon. It's not built to take you to the moon. It's built to drive you around town. Would you act as if it's over for good or would you still respond to her advances? Again, I can't make it. I, it's not my job to make your decision. My job is to give you the tools, the skills, the techniques, the strategies and the ability to be self-reliant, to make up your own fucking mind, to help you get what you want. Because in most – in obviously in a lot of cases here, it's like you partially abdicated your responsibility for your life. And the longer you stay engaged with – I mean 14 years you've been engaged with somebody who obviously the goals and the values aren't aligned. I've dated a few and few women after her but the level of attraction isn't as high and I get bored easily. Is that part of healing? Well, I mean absolutely but the, the reality is really amazing women that knock your socks off. They don't come along every day. That's, I mean there's beautiful women everywhere but not every beautiful woman is going to like you and vice versa. Not every beautiful woman that you go out with, even the ones that you hook up with, you're going to want to date long term. Some of you might be chewing your arm off after a week or a couple of dates. It happens. Again, the idea is to know what you want and to be patient. Most people are completely impatient when things don't happen right away. And so they just give up and they figure, well, I guess this is as good as it's going to get. Oh, we're just staying in it for the kids. That's the kind of shit they tell themselves. What would Corey Wayne do? I'd be following my outcome. About living in the present moment. It's like it's right now. It's it's almost two thirty in the morning, and I'm I'm sitting here doing a video. Why? Just because it's how I live my life. But before I was doing that, I took a nice long hot shower for about twenty minutes, just enjoying it, closing my eyes, and enjoying the heat from the water rolling over my body. 
Now, when most people take a shower, maybe even you, when you take a shower, what's normally going through your head? I got to get ready. I got to do this. I got to be in and out here for five minutes. What am I going to wear today? What am I going to say to my boss today? What am I going to say to my partner today? What am I going to get done today? What am I going to do to the gym? I got to go to the grocery store. I got to make dinner. I got to do this. I got to do that. You're not enjoying the shower. You're living in the future about what may or may not happen in the future instead of just enjoying the hot shower, living in the present moment and being grateful for where you are. I hope my experience can help others that might be in a relationship with a person with mental disabilities. Thank you, Cora. I know I've still got 11 more times of reading your book, but one step at a time. Again, it's about being self-reliant. It's about taking personal responsibility for what you want and holding yourself accountable to your outcomes and your actions. That's definitely something to think about. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is book a paid phone, Skype, or email coaching session. You can choose any of those options by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen, and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.